some areas, with some sunny intervals during the day, and the outlook still a few showers and sunny intervals in the following couple of days, with some thunderstorms tomorrow, 29 degrees Celsius, and the relative humidity is at 79%. It's 10.30, the news update with Tom Warden. Deputy Financial Secretary Michael Wong says he hopes a new campaign to revive Hong Kong's nightlife will encourage people to go out and spend money after dark. His comments came a day after the authorities unveiled the Night Vibes Hong Kong promotion, which includes weekend night bazaars and a series of evening performances. The chairman of the Lan Kwai Fong Group, Alan Zeman, says people's habits have changed during the pandemic, with fewer people going out for dinner and entertainment in the evening. But he believes the government's campaign will bring the city back to life. A 20-year-old man was found lying on the platform of University MTR station with serious injuries around midnight. He was pronounced dead when police officers arrived. Police said initial investigations suggested that he was hit by a train near the edge of the platform. I'll have more news at 11. So I say what I'm thinking How come everybody's dancing but you?
extreme weather, severe landslides, a chain of disasters. Don't think this kind of disaster only happens in movies. In recent years, extreme weather has caused severe landslides around the world. So please, listen out for landslip warnings. If disaster strikes, everyone could be in danger. We should cooperate with the government's emergency response plans. Vibrant Hong Kong on TV32. This year marks the 10th anniversary of the inception of the Belt and Road Initiative. What opportunities does this strategy bring for Hong Kong? The government's efforts in promoting the preservation of intangible cultural heritage is reaching its decade milestone. We'll explore a traditional craft full of local characteristics. Vibrant Hong Kong, Friday evenings at 
is James Ross, and this week on The Greatest Hits of Music, Genesis, Brian May, Dua Lipa, and we'll play the new song from the Rolling Stones. Don't get angry with me. We'll hear it in full, plus Katy Perry, Depeche Mode, Barbara Streisand, Miley Cyrus, Europe, and our mystery TV theme tune is this one. It's groovy and funky. We will reveal all this Saturday evening from 10 past 6 right here on Radio 3. The greatest hits of music. You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday morning. So let's turn to the next part of today's program. Now, in the next 20 minutes or so, we're talking about assertiveness and also effective communication. Now, especially for women, because I think there are certain personality traits that are associated uh, more towards women, like agreeableness and, and nurturing. And sometimes that can make it harder for women to be assertive. And so to talk about this, I'm really, really delighted to be joined once again by executive and career coach Selena Lee, who is the host of the podcast Live Your Dream. Welcome back on the program, Selena. So good to see you. Thank you so much for having me again, Noreen. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, it's so wonderful to see you. And I say see because I'd love for our listeners to join us on Facebook Live, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And so you'll be able to see and hear Selena uh, this morning. Now, for some of our listeners who maybe missed last time's uh, uh, chat or maybe tuning in for the first time, uh, let's talk about your own transition. Um, you used to work in the corporate world uh, before transitioning into a, a being a coach. Tell us and share with us that journey yeah sure so um my first job out of college uh was uh, in investment banking um and then i went to law school and became a corporate lawyer and i worked at a big law firm uh here in new york city where i am right now i, I was a private equity lawyer so my job was to review a lot of contracts to help rich people become richer and I just wasn't sure if that is something I wanted to do the for the rest of my life. And at that point, I felt very lost because up until that uh, time, I was really following this societal formula for success, um, you know, chasing the short term goals of like getting into good school, getting a good job. And when I was done with everything, I just felt like, well, I, I won the race, but I was in the wrong race. And how come nobody told me that I should really think about what I want to do before I make a decision? So after a lot of exploration, um, I, um, uh, you know, I, I wrote a book about people who pursue their dreams. I started a podcast. I started a community to people help people pursue their dreams. And of all that I've tried, you know, there was a point in my life where I was a little bit um, frustrated with myself, like, for not having a direction, not having found the one thing like that everybody else seems to have figured out, right? I mean, of course I was mistaken. Yeah, well, uh, I'm shaking my head as well. Yeah, and, <laughs> right? and now that We're you're a coach, all... exactly. Now that you're a coach, did it sort of blow your mind how many people are going through life, perhaps still on their journey, perhaps not even found their, their true path yeah. of what makes them sort of happy? Yeah, and you know, now that I've been, um, you know, supporting people to figure out their journey and their path, 
I almost think that nobody really has it figured out because as as we learn and grow, we evolve as human beings. Our values change, our goals change. What we value and prioritize, what are important to us change. So as a result of that, there's decisions, including career decision will reflect that, right? So if there's anyone out there who's like, you know, feeling frustrated or feeling guilty about not having figured out, I'm here to tell you, you're not alone. That's completely normal. I would actually argue it's actually most people's journey. And I would be more uh, worried if someone's like 100% sure that they are just going to do this one thing. <laughs> because and I, I almost feel like sometimes it's that people's desire to not be anxious about uncertainty, that they use that to fool themselves that they have it figured out. But soon enough, you know, they may be having some second thoughts. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I misspoke. I shouldn't say the word happy because I think that's a bit of a false um, thing. I think just being content with our decisions. And it's okay to change your path as well as you have. And surely a more peaceful um, and, and less of a burnout. Because I think that's what, when we speak to a lot of people, they feel burnout in, in their in their careers and in their jobs. And, that, and that's, the, that's the point they realize that path is not for them anymore. Exactly. And I think um, what people need to, would what would help them is to think about like having more than one identity. You know, you can be more than one thing. When I was transitioning from a lawyer to trying to become a coach, my identity as a lawyer was so strong. You know, I spent years trying to become a lawyer in law school and then being a lawyer. All my friends were lawyers. I mean, it was a huge part of my identity. And then to think that I'm going to venture into this unknown path of trying to become a coach. Imagine what people have told me, right? And, 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 and then there was all these, uh, you know, scary thoughts of like, am I quitting? Am I a quitter? You know, if I'm not a lawyer, what am I? What would people think about me? And all those things. And then, you know, what I've actually learned is that you can be more than one thing. I'm not, you know, practicing, uh, as a full-time lawyer anymore, but it is still part of, my identity and who I was and who I still am. And as a result of that experience, I'm able to serve a lot of clients, including lawyers who have these really tough, challenging jobs. And I'm able to relate to their experience. But in addition, I'm also a writer. I'm a podcast host. I, I'm a creator. Um, I'm a speaker, um, you know, and, and so many other things. And who knows what else I'm going to try. So I think giving yourself permission to be more than one thing and to know that when you um, feel like, you know, you are open to trying something else, give yourself full, full permission to experiment on that idea, because I think then that way you're um, utilizing what is really limited is, is your time in such a way that really um, makes sense for you. Yeah, I think it's so refreshing to hear you describe all those things that you are. And it's great. And I think that is the future. If you speak to a lot of younger people, oh, we're young, but even younger people, they have multiple revenue streams. They're not just doing one job. It really is yeah. that that is the sort of future, especially now that we're competing with, you know, AI and, and whatnot. It's good to have different skill sets and to explore uh, what we can and, and can't do. Yeah. And I think having a multiple identity and revenue stream is, is of course, <laughs> better for your financial account, but also for our mental well-being as well. I think when we are, um, you know, so focused on having, you know, one identity, whether it's, you know, you're an investment banker, a doctor, a lawyer, um, then once you lose that or when you don't want to do that anymore, you you it, you can become very afraid of it. But 
if you have, if you, you know, in the same way that you diversify your financial portfolio, right? You know, any savvy financial investor would know to not put all of their money in stock market yes. <laughs> or real estate or just whatever, just one, right? Yeah. Not one. Yeah, not in just one type of investment. Why? Because that's risky. I think same thing goes for our identity too, right? So diversifying our life portfolio, you know, yes, your career is an aspect of your life and it is, you know, a big aspect of your life, but also, you know, have some side projects that excite you, something to look forward to in the evening or weekends, have some hobbies that are fulfilling for you. Um, don't just spend all of your time, you know, with people who have the same kind of job as you, but have different friends who, um, you know, share different interests as you. And I think when you are able to diversify your life portfolio, when the hard time comes, they'll be there to support you uh, through the hard time and help you to become more resilient. Absolutely. It's so good to have that diversified friendship as well. Otherwise, everybody's echoing similar thoughts um, to, to yourself. So let's talk about um, about assertiveness. So you've been coaching for a number of years, and I'm sure you work with a lot of different women. Do you see their struggles with being assertive? Yeah, all the time, of course. And I deeply resonate with their struggle because, you know, I am a woman, I'm an Asian American woman. And I think our cultural backgrounds and how we were raised definitely impacted how we think about assertiveness, right? So I think when we are brought up in an Asian or Asian American household, oftentimes as women, we are told to be kind and accommodating and to be nurturing and to care about other people's feelings. And sometimes I think people confuse that with um, somehow that is in conflict with being assertive, right? And I think the confusion is around um, assertiveness. People think that that might be aggressiveness. I think it's two complete different things, right? Aggressive, uh, being aggressive is like, being mean and then demanding what you want at the expense of, you know, hurting other people's feelings. But being assertive means that you're able to speak up and to take action on your most important values, right? So like, like what, what is important to you? And for you to be able to speak up about that is not only going to help you get what you want, achieve your goals and dreams, but also for you to be able to live a life that is in alignment with your values and goals. Yeah, I, I, I'm nodding and I completely agree. And I think we have this unconscious gender bias. You know, if, if a, if a girl was sort of assertive, then she'd be called bossy. But if it's a boy, then he would be assertive and just saying what he wants. And I think we grew up with that and, and it's time to sort of break down those boundaries and that girls and boys uh, should be able to voice what they want, what they need, um, without being hurtful. Um, and, and we shouldn't sort of cast a, a sort of lens on if a woman says it, then she's being X, Y, and Z. No, she's also just stating what she needs and I think that's um yeah that's it's so tricky and it happens I think across the world across a lot of cultures as well but I think given our sort of Asian background I think we do we are told as well when we're little oh just be nice you know just keep quiet about it um mm -hmm. and I think that carries on um well let's talk about sort of your own journey and, and finding your own strong voice what sort of experience did you have and how did you find your voice of being assertive Selena? Yeah, so um, I, I grew up in this kind of two different worlds, right? So I was born and raised in California, but in a Korean household, right? So between the four walls of our home, um, it was Korea, right? But at the same time, 
um, in school, you know, I, I was born and raised in, in Southern California and then I went to elementary school in Korea. And then we came back when I was in middle school. And, um, you know, then obviously I went to school in the States, but I had Korean parents who were trying to instill in me the Korean values, right? And, and, and sometimes, and a lot of times actually they were in conflict, uh, because I am a woman. Um, I think I was raised to be kind and accommodating and nurturing and to not hurt people's feelings and to be caring and all of that. And somehow I think, um, I didn't, I wasn't really taught to speak up, uh, to say what I want and to ask for what I want. Not that they, my parents were discouraging, but I think it was just assumed in as like, um, that what uh, you, you know, want how, would be how, what how, they want as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and, and I think sometimes it could have been frowned upon, right? So, but when, when I was in, uh, you know, go, as a student, and also uh, when I started my career as an investment banker and a corporate lawyer, <laughs> I was, I was a very much a minority, right? It was, uh, the firm was full of older white men and, and I had to survive and I had to really think about like, what does it mean to pursue my goals and how, how am I able to speak up for what I want? And um, I realized like, if I just stay quiet, I'm actually um, contributing to the stereotypes that they may have of what Asian women is. And I actually remember to this, I was, um, an, um, I was an investment banking analyst and they, they did this, this is before COVID many years ago, and they did a, a, a huge, um, event where like the most senior people of the bank were uh, doing, I forget exactly what the topic was. And, and um, amongst our group, like the analysts, like nobody asked a question. So I just asked a question. <laughs> I hesitated for a second, <laughs> but I, but I asked a question because I, I wanted to see if I could do it. You know, it was, it was very scary, of course, because like, you know, you could hear the pin drop and it was like televised across multiple offices across different region. And like, they were very scary bosses uh, and everybody was paying attention to who's going to speak and nobody asked a question. So I just raised my hand and, and asked a question. And after that, people came up to me like, oh my God, I can't believe you asked a question, but that was so great. <laughs> you know? Good for so, you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, having the courage to do that thing, even though it's it's hard, because um, I think your behavior um, shapes how you see yourself, right? So if I want to become a person who speaks up my mind and asks for what I want and share my ideas and opinions, um, and, and, and that's who I want to become, my action better match uh, my, my perception or who I want to become, right? And I think that was my journey in... Um, trying to speak up more, trying to be more assertive. Um, and now I, you know, speak at a lot of large stages and, and, and hopefully if there's a, another, you know, young Asian uh, woman out there who um, is affected by the gender stereotypes of like, oh, being assertive is not a good thing. I hope uh, my story, um, you know, may uh, give her some courage to take action on being more assertive. Absolutely. I got goosebumps hearing it because nobody spoke and then sort of you, you nobody were bravely. <laughs> yeah. 
And it must be so empowering that after you spoke, people came up to you and congratulated you and thought you'd done something well and you'd done something good. I think they, they wanted to do it. And I think sort of seeing and putting yourself out there also gives permission to other people um, to, to try it out in the next conference, um, hopefully. So how can a woman be more assertive? How can she sound more assertive? Are there any sort of techniques that you've employed in the past or th that you've tried out? Yeah, sure. Um, I think the first step would be to take small action first. So let's say if your goal is to, um, you know, uh, be assertive in some important uh, places. So let's say you have a very difficult boss and you want to have a very difficult conversation um, and you find it really difficult for you to um, speak up for yourself or to be assertive in really important pivotal, pivotal moments, and but you never speak up. It would be really hard. It's like, trying to run a marathon if you've actually never jogged even, right? So I would say, try speaking up, try uh, to ask for what you want um, in, in scenarios where it's not that important, right? So if you're the kind of person you go to a restaurant or you go to a cafe and then you get the wrong order or something and you're like, I don't wanna, I feel bad asking, I could eat this and it's fine. Uh, no, say, I'm sorry, I ordered something else. Would you mind uh, replacing it? you know, and, and just ask for that, right? Yeah, because there they, are people who like are that. too embarrassed or too worried um, that they yeah. upset the waiter or cause any trouble. But in fact, they, they didn't get what they ordered. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, so what we we're talking about is here is the, the fear of getting someone's feeling hurt is getting in the way of us asking for what we want, right? So a lot of times um, we don't speak up, especially let's say, you know, um, I'm going to hypothetical, let's say uh, someone you feel hurt by someone or um, you feel wrong by someone, right? A lot of times we we don't speak up because like there's million thoughts in our head, like, oh, if I bring this up, what if they get mad at me? Or what if this ruins a relationship? What if I lose a person? And then the more you think about this, the more scary the potential outcome becomes. So therefore you wouldn't speak up, right? Um, but I think a lot of times, even if you actually, and, and I think, I mean, it's understandable because difficult conversations are hard for everybody. So it's normal for you to want to avoid them. But I think a lot of times you, even if you don't get what you want, either an explanation or apology, um, it's actually much better for you to speak up at all. anyway. Why? Because I think one, if you didn't uh, speak up, didn't, wasn't assertive, you're not living according to your values, right? You're not really being the person who is asking for what you want, right? But also because you didn't speak up, you can't hear their side of the story. You can't get an explanation or an apology, right? Um, so, and, and like people, don't ask for it because they don't want to hurt the relationship, but actually not speaking up will actually ruin the relationship even more because you're going to be re resentful. The negative feeling towards that person grows even more. Right. Um, and then let's say you, nothing happened, right? You, you still got what you want because what still is better for you to speak up because now you became this person. I'm a person who can do hard things. You know, I even, it was very, I was very afraid, but I, I was able to speak up. So what I tell my clients is to don't don't prioritize the imagined emotions of other people over your own or your values. We don't know if they're going to be upset, but you're already thinking about them getting upset, and that is preventing you from speaking your mind. Then that you're you know it, that's not a helpful behavior for you, right? So um, you know, speak being assertive is like who do I want to become? 
what is really important to me? And then so your actions have to match uh, your values. That's such a great way of, of putting it and, and phrasing it. And it's true because a lot of times we prioritize these perceived emotions of these people. We haven't even stated what we really want. And it's good that, you know, that people can express themselves and then we know each other's bottom line as well. You know my stance and I'll know your stance. Yeah. There's still so much. I, I'd love to talk to you about Selena, but I'm looking at the time and, and we're out of time this time. But I promise we'll get you back again, perhaps hopefully in, in a month's time. Remind our listeners once again, how can we find out more about you and your work? Have you got a website and any social media? Yes. Um, so my website is uh, Selena Lira CEO. So my name name spells with the C, not with an S. So it's C E L I N A L E E C O. And if you go there, all my social channels are linked. So happy to, uh, you know, connect and feel free to reach out and send me a message. So thank you so much, Noreen, for having me today. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. And tune in to uh, Selena's podcast as well. Live your dream. It's a fantastic uh, series. Thank you so much for your time again. Bye for now. Thank you, Noreen. Bye.